All right, folks, a quick message before we get started from our sponsors, React Health. React Health, formerly 3B Medical, a leading provider of sleep, sleep diagnostic, and respiratory products. Now back to the show. All right, gents, it's another episode, and that means it's time for pre-cals. What do we have today? Jerry, we have Emma Cooksey joining us. You know, Emma's, we, we all met her at Philadelphia Sleep. She is a ton of passion and energy for yeah. sleep in general, sleep patients. And, and, you know, what she, what we learned about her there, it, I'm looking forward to hearing about today because her background is just really someone who fell in love with the need to, to get out there and meet people. And, and I think it'll be fun to hear about that today. Excellent. I, I'm intimidated. But any anytime we have another podcast host on our on our show, it's a you know it's a little intimidating. We gotta you know we gotta bring our A game today because she is uh, she is so energetic and and um, you know I know listening to her podcast, I, I knew of her, but I didn't really I had not really listened to her podcast until we met her in Philadelphia. And um, since then, I've, I have regularly tried to listen to her show. I'm trying to catch up. She's got a you know a bunch of episodes to go through and. Uh, you know, she's just a, she is a great um, communicator and, and the way she connects with people is pretty special. I agree with that. And, um, you know, you guys probably know this already because I drink scotch. Um, I have, I have that affection towards her as well because she's from Scotland. So uh, all the more reason for me to listen to what she has to say. So I'm excited about this. Is that a stretch Emerson that he just, he just, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some quip, but I got nothing. <laughs> He's going to show up in a kilt for the next time. <laughs> hey, I, I've got a kilt. So uh, just no, to let I you know. I was afraid you are going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're bringing our A game. Uh, let's let's get started. All right. Yeah. All right. On to the show. Welcome, everyone, once again to another episode of Sleep Tech Talk, the sleep podcast with your hosts and friends, Emerson Kerr, Robert Miller, and me, Dr. Gerald George Moneycarote, with another fabulous guest for you today. But before we talk about who the guest is, I just want to remind everybody, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe. And most importantly, don't forget to share this with all your friends, all the sleep techs out there. It's because of you, we've been growing and we can't, we can't appreciate you guys enough for that. But with that being said, Emerson, what's going on today? Jerry, thanks. We have a fantastic guest with us today, Emma Cooksey. We had the great fortune of all three of us getting to spend a little time with Emma in Philadelphia at Michael's uh, Philadelphia sleep meeting just a, just a short time ago. And uh, a little bit about Emma, she is a part of Project Sleep where she is a board member. And she hosts a really entertaining and, and informative uh, podcast, Sleep Apnea Stories. And we are just so fortunate to have you with us today, Emma. Um, you know, one of the things that the three of us talk about all the time with all of our guests and even for ourselves is 
how we got into sleep medicine and, and, and just the sleep industry. For the three of us, we kind of fell into it backwards. We were not planning on this being our life and we've fallen in love with it. And from what we know about you so far, you have a sincere love for sleep. But how did you get here? Could you share with our listeners your story and how you got involved in sleep? I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, so I always have to start off by saying that I'm from Scotland originally, because if I don't say that, people spend the whole time that I'm talking just being like, is she Canadian? Maybe a bit of Irish. So I was born and raised in Scotland. I started having some symptoms of obstructive sleep apnea while I was in Scotland, but I knew nothing about it and had no understanding of sleep disorders or what really what healthy sleep looked like even. So I kind of just struggled with things like daytime sleepiness, morning headaches. And I just never had that feeling of being refreshed and waking up in the morning ready to go. I, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the time, especially through my student days, like you're staying up late, there's some drinking. So I think that a lot of the people around me seemed very tired and it seemed very normal. So I kind of went on like that all through my 20s. I went to a lot of doctors and said, I'm exhausted, I'm overwhelmed, I'm anxious, I'm, you know, really tired. And it seemed like every stage of my life, there was a reason that the doctor could point to to say I don't think it's a problem with your sleep I think that you're stressed or you're not sleeping enough or um you know like it was a I feel like every time in my life it was either I was pregnant or I had a new baby all these things so I kind of just knew that there was something not right and especially like towards the end of my 20s I started realizing like there's something might be something wrong with my sleep, but I didn't have the language to really explain that to a doctor. So I met my husband in Scotland and we got married and then he's from Florida. So we moved to Florida 15 years ago. And shortly after I had our first child. And even though I've been to a doctor really recently and said, I'm really tired, and they said, you have a new baby, that's why you're tired. Um, I find myself falling asleep at the wheel with my baby in the car. And I'd felt sleepy driving multiple times before, but I'd never had my baby in the back seat. And that day that I fell asleep, full on fell asleep, I almost hit a truck and that was really like the impetus to to ask more questions and be more persistent with um the healthcare providers I've seen so that prompted me to go back and say I know you just said I'm tired because I have a new baby but this doesn't seem normal and I fell asleep at the wheel and that was enough to get a polysomnogram and get my diagnosis with obstructive sleep apnea so that was in 2008, um, and I immediately was put on CPAP. I um, did okay with CPAP. <laughs> it made me feel um, better during the day because it felt like I was getting oxygen to my brain. I didn't have morning headaches anymore. 
that really intense sleepiness when I was driving went away and I was so you know I was really thankful that you know to be on that treatment but at the same time I felt very alone and isolated I didn't know any other young mums that had this thing sleep apnea I didn't really know anyone like every so often someone would say oh my uncle Barry has that <laughs> and he has a CPAP but I don't really feel like I could kind of relate to Uncle Barry like I didn't have that much in common with him so for a long time I always had this feeling of there must be some community out there you know and like I find things online but I never really had that sense of connection so I always thought to myself in the back of my mind I should like start a blog or do something just to share my experience and meet some other people in the same situation and so I listened to a lot of podcasts and so I think it was always in the back of my mind like having a podcast would be cool and um, and then I started kind of looking for podcasts that were what I was wanting to listen to, like other people with sleep apnea sharing their stories. And I couldn't find that. And so in the summer of 2020, um, I had my kids home because of the pandemic. And I was looking for any sort of project where I could shut the door <laughs> and, you know, have my own project and be like, I can't talk to you for an hour. So that was what that was how Sleep Apnea Stories, my podcast was born. And um, I just had a lot of questions about, you know, different treatment options. Like I kind of read a little bit about um, oral appliance therapy and Inspire and all these different things that I didn't really know much about. So when I started out, I just thought, well, maybe people out there are interested to know you know, hear stories from people who are using those kind of alternative treatments to CPAP. So that's kind of how I started out with the podcast. Um, and then it just like snowballed. <laughs> so um, I just started doing like a weekly podcast and I interviewed a lot of different people um, about their own personal journeys with sleep apnea. And I also was able to interview some experts from different areas and have them talk about like, you know, their own particular part of the puzzle. Um, and then in January, 2021, I joined the board of directors at Project Sleep and um, who are doing some real, that's a nonprofit who are doing some really great work around raising awareness of sleep disorders. And so since I've been involved with them, we've been, you know, really pushing for more research funding for sleep disorders in Washington, D.C. and doing a lot to try and um, raise awareness in the general public about sleep disorders. So that's kind of a little bit. Does that explain it a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. But, you know, one <laughs> of the parts of your story that stands out to me is something I hear a lot is, you know, when you think about sleep apnea, it was really guys like me that were the test subjects that it was based on older white yeah. men and yeah. so that leaves out younger white men men of color women I mean a lot of other phenotypes yeah and so when you you know you began this journey and I mean how many more women did you run into that had that same story okay you're a mom you're a wife you're supposed to be tired and even themselves it wasn't it's not even just that they're they, they're told that they just simply believe yeah I I'm a <laughs> Uh, I'm a chauffeur, I'm a yeah. housekeeper, I'm a cook, I'm everything. How do you how how did you begin to piece those together and then 
connect with women like yourself? Honestly, that's most people that I've, or most women that I've met through this process. Like most people are going more than 10 years to diagnosis because they are told by medical professionals, you don't fit the criteria that we generally look for. And I think it is a lot what you said about how, you know, when the research started, it was very much looking at this phenomenon in older men who were in the sort of overweight like that kind of category and there's so many of us who don't really fit that and um especially people who uh you know have compromised airways because of you know the way that our jaws didn't develop properly and so i think that that's a whole nother like i i think i feel like half halfway through my first year on the podcast I fell down that rabbit hole where there were people talking about double jaw surgery and myofunctional therapy and uh, ways to kind of fix these structural problems which I think up till now we haven't really heard about in relation to sleep apnea as much. Emma, a question for you as part of your story you talked about that you did okay with CPAP to start with. I mean you've been you know, treated, I assume, for a long time now. How How is CPAP these days for you? So I'm just, I, I feel like in some ways I'm the poster child for everything that could possibly be going wrong. So my nose doesn't work. So yeah. I'm still kind of at that. I probably should have like an, a turbinate reduction and a septoplasty and all these things. I have a tiny nose. So as we know, having nasal obstruction is not the best thing for successful CPAP use. (laughs) So I've used CPAP every night for 15 years. um, And I would say like nasal masks and nasal pillow masks just don't work for me because my nose doesn't work. So should I fix my nose? Probably. Um, but for now, well, I don't, I just don't really fancy that, but I feel like that probably will be in my future at some point, because for me, being able to use a nasal pillows mask or a nasal mask, I mean, you're supposed to use your nose when you're breathing, right? So I think it would be better, (laughs) but that's kind of where I'm at. I just happened to work for a CPAP manufacturer back in the day. All three of us actually worked together, Emerson, Jerry, and and, uh, I had a CPAP machine. I thought I would try it for a couple of days to see what my patients were going through. And and, uh, after a few days, I was like, oh my God, I feel better. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I guess I'm a CPAP user now. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like one of the things about having the podcast is just realizing like, um the range of experiences with CPAP right um I mean like I described I I mean I wouldn't miss a night just because I had that harrowing experience of falling asleep at the wheel and this therapy has has stopped that level of daytime sleepiness so I just won't be without it but having said all that like I feel as though until I started my podcast and started just talking to a bunch of different people with different experiences, the only patients I ever heard were 
these people who just have a wonderful experience like they and i've interviewed a ton of those people on the podcast where they get their cpap and then the next day they're like oh gosh like you know the birds are singing the colors are brighter we're so thrilled and which is great because that is the experience of a lot of people but i think what we're sometimes missing is the rest of us like either the people like me who are diligently using our CPAP, but maybe are not experiencing quite that level of, you know, delight in the morning and well-restedness. Plus the other people that we just kind of label non-compliant and we don't really dig into like what exactly is going on with those people. So that's been really interesting to me just to really ask the questions of people, you know, like, to try and figure out like how why aren't they using the therapy so i feel like oftentimes especially when i go to conferences it's all like charts and graphs like you know these number of people aren't using cpap and we're not maybe digging into the stories behind those numbers so one particular one was um a recent episode i did with a guy called jody martin who is a marine corps veteran one of my favorite episodes. I cried, he cried, everybody listening cried. I got the most number of emails about that episode. So he described his experience where he had really severe sleep apnea. He was desperate for help. He was really, you know, wanted this to work for him. And he just struggled so much in the beginning with air aphasia and swallowing a lot, a lot of air which would then make him vomit in the middle of the night. And then his his um, nasal pillows mask just didn't fit. And so at one point he was like bleeding from his nose. So he's kind of describing like the, you know, worst case scenario where all of this is happening that, you know, you're like, he wants to be compliant or, you know, like, but he just is having such a tough time. And the story ended really well with him getting help that he needed and changing some things and now he's happily back in the bed with his wife and all of that but i think that those are helpful stories just for especially for sleep techs to maybe know about you know the things that people struggle with i love that i i i was going to ask how do you how do you get your guest uh, or how are you able to to come up with the guest who you know for us it's a little bit different because we just find people who are in the industry. I mean, today I feel like you're you're not a guest today. You're a co-host of the Sleep Tech Talk program. So uh, we, we just added another oh my to gosh, the- Don't say that. You'll never hear <laughs> <get rid> of- <laughs> But um, you, you know, for us, it's, it's getting people who are involved in the industry from a clinical or a sales or a manufacturer perspective. But you know, these are the patients who are at the far end of, of all of the things that we've been a part of talking about so far. So how, how are you able to get your guest? And, and uh, I'm going to have to listen to that episode, but I am a crier too, so I'll probably cry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I cry so much and people cry so much. It's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't, I was going to say it's my favorite thing, but I just feel like, you know, connecting with people and then feeling comfortable enough to cry just makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. So where do I find my guests? Well, this is kind of an interesting one that I was thinking about recently because I just had the first guest I interviewed back on for an update. 
so the first guest I interviewed was Karen Walk, and she I connected with her because I wanted to interview someone that had 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 the Inspire implant, the hypoglossal nerve simulator, and and so I literally was like Inspire implant person. <laughs> And she was doing a bunch of interviews because she was an ambassador for them. Like they have um, volunteers who share their story with with other patients thinking of getting the therapy. So I connected with her just literally off of the internet. Um, but I feel like I started my Instagram account, Sleep Apnea Stories, right at the same time as the podcast. And I think that over time, um, so many people were kind of reaching out and, and I would just ask, does anybody want to come on and tell their story? So just also now it's like people just find me somehow. I <laughs> um, you know, especially if I, I'll ask the people that are listening, you know, like these are the particular topics people are asking about. Um, so if you are somebody who's dealing with this, like, please get in touch with me and I seem to be, I basically can't keep up at this point. Like the first six months, I was kind of like, I don't know, like <laughs> I just kind of kept asking, you know, like it was, it was kind of crazy, like how things came up. Like I would go to conferences and I, st I was on like a bunch of Facebook groups with other patients and does that help answer that? Yeah, no, it's perfect. And by the way, we, we might have to, to have you join our merry band. We've become a, a three-party uh, speaker group, I think, these days. We're going to be speaking at the Smoky Mountain Sleep Conference uh, sometime in October, the three of us. So, uh, I want to come. Friend, what's that? I want to come. Uh, you got it. You got it. And I might have a spot on the Carolina Sleep Society agenda, which is in Myrtle Beach in October. So, uh that's not you know, even that far to, from my yeah. house. Oh, really? Well, I mean, it is, but like, you know, in terms of like the whole of the United States, I just had someone talking to me about doing something in San Francisco and I'm like, I'm in Northeast Florida. So, you know, Myrtle Perfect. Beach is not that far. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So yeah, sign me up. I love to anything where, you know, I can kind of amplify patient voices and, and, speak that's my favorite thing and um, I got involved like so one of the things that Project Sleep do is a program called Rising Voices so it started out life as Rising Voices of Narcolepsy and the idea is to empower patients to tell their stories and so one of the first things I did when I joined the board was help them adapt that program to other sleep disorders. So I helped them kind of adjust the program materials for sleep apnea. I was the first person to do it, do the program with sleep apnea. And it's like six weeks and you, you know, hone your story and work on like how to give engaging talks. And I think the whole program is great because it's kind of geared around the fact that people get really drawn into stories and storytelling. And rather than I think, you know, if you're just giving people information, <laughs> they kind of can't make it relate to themselves, you know, so. Hey, and yeah. before Jerry cuts us off and I see him, I, I see him hitting the uh, unmute button there. Um, you know, back in the day, DME companies across the country used to have what are called awake meetings, which were support groups for patients yeah. on CPAP. 
it's almost like your show is the national awake meeting. It's it's almost like the then it could be the national support group for patients um, who are on CPAP and and are able to listen and hear the things that other people are dealing with. I, I'm a great CPAP wearer, but I still struggle at times with different issues. You know, my, if the math gets situated one way and and uh, you know, I may wake up with a, my nose sore or something, you know, of that nature. I mean, so yeah. even, even people who are great and adherent CPAP users still have their own challenges. I mean, my, like, you know, don't even talk to me about the week when we have, in Florida, we have this, like, yellow pollen that comes off of these certain trees, and that week is just horrendous and so it's been 15 years and if I had a solution to that I would you know I'm taking all the drugs and doing all the things but it's just awful so I think sometimes it helps like just to know like especially I'm sure they cover this in the awake groups but like just to know that other people take a while to get used to this therapy and not expecting to have like this miraculous great night's sleep the first night and just that it takes some time, you know, I think can be really helpful in itself. Well, Emma, I'd love to continue the conversation, but uh, we are out of time. And as Robert said, yeah, Jerry was itching to uh, hit the unmute button, but uh, I'd love to really, really continue. It's been fascinating to see a different side of, of what we do here. And yeah, you can, you can definitely call yourself the fourth member of our merry crew here. So. Yay. <laughs> I love that. Where can people find you and your podcast, Emma? Yeah. So the best place probably is my website, which is sleepapneastories.com. And that has all the podcast episodes. There's almost 100. I'm coming up on my 100th episode. So you can scroll all the, the different episodes there. Um, you can also find the podcast on all the different platforms. So Apple Podcasts, just search Sleep Apnea Stories, Spotify, all the different ones. Um, and then if people are on Instagram, you can follow me at Sleep Apnea Stories is the handle. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emma. I appreciate you. Thank you. And we thank each and every one of you out there who are listening, who are watching. We thank you so much for joining us. And we can't do this without your support. We're growing and growing and growing. And it's all because of you. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to share. Most importantly, share. And don't forget to subscribe. And until next time and the next episode, we say lights on. All right, folks, a quick message from our sponsors, React Health. React Health, formerly 3B Medical, a leading provider of sleep, sleep diagnostic, and respiratory products. Now back to the show. All right, that's another show, another wrap. It's time for some post-cows. What would you guys think? Lemma is everything we thought, you know, the, the story, the background, what she's doing. It just, it's amazing. It, she's like, She's almost like a lot of our entrepreneurs that we've come across. She saw a need in the market, saw a need in herself, stepped up, took what she had, and has really created something special for the sleep community. I agree. And uh, I, I, I love the way, uh, Robert, you alluded it to the, to the awake group. Uh, I had started one here in, in Houston, Texas, and uh, 
it it really it really resonated when you said that that she's able to bring all these people together to talk about the actual issues those sleep apnea stories you know to 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 take uh, to take the namesake of her podcast but to discuss what they're going through to discuss what they're going through each and every night and to be able to say hey i'm also going through this it's okay this is normal you don't have to fight through it let's let's all work together i thought that was really amazing to to see that somebody like her was able to put together something like that you know, I think that that her ability to be transparent about her own issues um, and challenges and struggles and um, and and allowing herself to be vulnerable to uh, an audience is uh, is pretty incredible. I mean, to to think I, I can't even imagine where we would have to go. I mean, we're kind of a bunch of knuckleheads, but um, to get to a place where we have a, a guest who's you know, in tears, and we're in tears because of the content of the show. Um, you know, so so maybe I don't I don't know that we could completely get there, but you know, it just shows how special she is, and and how what she's doing is is so much needed. Well, there's so much authenticity in her, and I think you know everyone's hungry for that in anything, and she brings that to our show. You can tell she brings it to her podcast, and even hearing her speak live, and you know, in Philadelphia. She just can't help but bring that authenticity, that passion. And like you said, vulnerability, people are hungry for that. And when they hear it, they connect with it. And it just, it, it ignites things in, in people that's just, just like some of our other guests we've had. It just, it builds something inside them for change. And that's, that's exciting to hear. You know, Howard, she talked about, and you know, some of the Inspire patients becoming ambassadors. If I was a CPAP manufacturer, I would have Emma Cooksey as my, um, ambassador for sleep. It, so putting right. it out there in the in the in the universe for uh, you know one of the manufacturers to uh, to to scoop Emma up and and use her platform to uh, you know help patients who are who are using CPAP. Well, I think that's a great place to to stop, and uh, it was it was fun to have her on the show. I I would love to see her come back again and uh, join us. It would be fun. I think. Absolutely. Yep. Anytime. All right. Well, with that, let's close. Folks out there, thank you so much once again for joining us. And until next time, we say cheers. <laughs>